0: One of my most popular episodes ever is 118, where I interviewed Kevin Kelly. He is a longtime reporter in the world of tech, of innovation, and wrote a book about the inevitable technological forces that are going to be acting upon us and shaping the next few decades of our society and culture. And one of the big ideas that was taken away from Talking with him in his book is the notion that we are entering a state of perpetual newness. There's always going to be a new thing to learn, to get educated on. And that's partially what this show is about. It's about uh, making sure that you can understand blockchain, making sure that you can understand new business models and the ways people are building businesses in the digital age. And this episode continues that trend by addressing a new realm, which is the role of messengers, messaging in marketing efforts for business, for any cause that you may have, and the realities and practicalities of bots and other autoresponders in order to accomplish your goals. My guest, Michael Sabat, in addition to sharing a really cool story of how he ended up getting on the show, walks us through how you can use Facebook Messenger for an effective marketing channel. There's been a lot of hype here, there's been a lot of talk about bots, but he gets very practical into exactly how you can be using Messenger for your business goals. At the end, he has a really good challenge and and wanna direct you to over to the Going Deep with Aaron Watson Facebook page to try out the Messenger system that he helped me set up. There's a lot to unpack here. If you are in any way a business or marketing nerd, you're really gonna enjoy it. So here is my conversation with Michael Sabat. You're listening to Going Deep with
1: Aaron Watson.
0: Well, Michael, welcome to Going Deep with Aaron Watson. I'm excited to be talking with you today.
1: Hey, Aaron. I'm excited to be on. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, we're going to get into the weeds here. We're going to get technical and detailed over the course of this interview. Uh, But to give people an initial toehold on which to grasp the conversation that we're about to have, I wanted to have you just kind of start off and explain what your company at message is and what goal you're trying to move forward or what service you're trying to provide for clients.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I I think it all starts with this huge change in the world. Whatever people are doing online, they're now overwhelmingly doing it on their phones. And if you're a marketer, the status quo is breaking because marketers are used to telling people, go to www.com and sign up for a free trial or schedule an appointment, whatever kind of action they're looking to drive. And on the desktop, that works fine. But on the phone, it's a much worse experience. Pages, especially pages with web forms are, are just much worse on the phone. They don't convert as well. And the stats back that up. On average, a mobile landing page converts one half to one third as well as the desktop version of the same page. This is a big deal because the innovative ad networks are actually figuring out how to get people to click on ads. So I mean, like, Google and Facebook are figuring that out, and marketers are spending money driving traffic. But when people click those ads, they're not converting as well because they're going to mobile pages, which just don't convert as well. They're sort of fundamentally broken on the phone. And so the place that we're starting with that message is to help marketers get better conversions, specifically from Facebook ads. By sending clickers into a Messenger conversation, rather than sending that clicker to a landing page. And so we send people into a conversation on Messenger, and it's just a simple script that collects the same exact information that the landing page would collect, but we're doing it in a conversation format, rather than a web form or a a page format so the user gets a conversation that says hey thanks for messaging in tell us your email address instead of you know a web form that says email enter it in this field And then at message is the platform, the technology that powers these conversations, pulls all the data the user is telling us out of the conversations, integrates to CRM and, and kind of all the kind of digital marketing stuff behind the scenes, powering these conversations and making them valuable.
0: Makes sense. And this to me seems almost like an evolution or the future of a a lead pages or one of these other services that kind of specialized in that landing page that was Hyper effective on the desktop and perhaps less so in the mobile environment. Um, where I get maybe just a little nervous when it comes to this type of conversation it, it is in thoughts about ownership or thoughts about sovereignty over the space to which you're directing attention. And what I mean by that is, you know, there was a a well documented case of. Facebook creating Facebook pages and this was the you know the best marketing channel ever. Everyone drove, hey, you know, like me on Facebook, like us on Facebook. And now they've throttled the traffic, they've throttled the reach of those pages, and you have to pay to access the audience that you built, and you just ended up driving a bunch of people to use Facebook even more and, and, and engage there. Is there a risk? Is there a concern in that same vein that if instead of saying, you know, go to my website, and um, you know, experiencing or interacting with me on my webpage that by going to Facebook I am once again putting myself at the mercy of this corporate behemoth that is incentivized to maximize their own profits and doesn't necessarily care as much about my relationship with my
1: customers. I think it's definitely a concern. The first questions that our clients ask When the conversation starts is what's your email, what's your phone number, um, what's your address, any direct contact information. So my clients are not building their list on Messenger or building their list on Facebook. They're using messaging as a channel to collect the same data they would normally collect from their webpage. So it is a concern, especially just down the road as So we said we start with these ads and converting people. Down the road, there's a lot of stuff where we're building opt-in lists on Messenger, and that's a little more risky and a little more concerning that Facebook may limit, and they already are limiting how people use their opt-in list on Messenger. But I think the idea of routing people to a conversation to collect the data they would normally collect from a page is a fundamental change that will work with Facebook Messenger, with iMessage, with WhatsApp, with all the kind of messaging channels, and it's very protected from even the messaging channel stopping it or owning it.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Um, we're gonna later on in the conversation jump like into the future and where things are going a little bit more. But before we do that, it makes sense to lay a little bit of context. Um, And and before we even talk about your story, there's actually a pretty interesting story of how we got to connect. And that is through a site called Earn.com. Listeners of the show will be familiar with a number of blockchain-related applications and cryptocurrencies, given the fact that we've done a number of interviews on the show related to that topic. Uh, We've yet to cover Earn.com, which is a startup that is founded by Balaji Srinivasanin. And I think it would be really insightful for people, given the fact that you are a master of messaging, to talk about how you used that channel specifically to lead to not only this interview, but I know that it's driven other uh, business results for your company.
1: Yeah, funny. Good pronunciation, by the way. Uh, I'm guessing you practice that. So Earn.com, the way I think they would describe themselves is sort of a social network backed by Bitcoin and crypto, but only in the sense that actions within the network cost money. And and so I signed up. I found out about it on a podcast. I'm not sure which one. I signed up for Earn.com. And you basically say, I'm going to allow people to contact me directly. But every time I respond to someone that contacts me, I get paid and you can set your dollar amount. And So I signed up, I didn't receive any emails, no one was trying to contact me, but then someone did and I responded immediately. And then I thought, wow, I should target people. These are obviously innovators or early adopters, probably a better way to describe them, that are on earn.com. These are the people I'm trying to contact and get feedback for the content I'm making and for my business. And let me try to reach out to these people and I'm happy to pay a dollar, $5, $20 for some people if they respond. And so I reached out. Uh, I, I made a list of ten people that said they did podcasts, and I reached out, and and you were one of those people and responded, and the results are honestly pretty good. It's a lot of work to do it, and you're obviously paying per contact, but I'm getting good response rates. Not amazing, but but good. Um, but I, I wouldn't say you know you mentioned this kind of coupled with what I'm doing with messaging. It's very different than, than messaging, but I just found this angle, I guess, that I was keeping secret until now. I found this angle to reach out to people that I might want to connect with, and it uh, worked pretty well so far.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry for blowing up your spot, but I, I think it's just one of those tactics or ideas that if, if you're early to any space, there is so much... You can call it Blue Ocean or you can call it white space to go and exploit and be creative. And this is just a perfect example of that. I was on the platform just because of following Bellagio on Twitter and really liking his content and knowing that he was a thought leader in the space of blockchain and crypto. And given his expertise, I figured whatever he must be working on is going to be interesting. So I've, I've poked around a little bit, but it is true. I haven't received many messages, if at all, because there is a cost associated with it, but... It is one where knowing that someone has put, even if it is, you know, 50 cents or a dollar stake to put a message in your inbox just completely changes the paradigm of attention and significance that you place on that message, particularly, you know, someone in my world gets Plenty of spam, plenty of cold emails. And, you know, those are always at the bottom of the priority list to even respond to. And this was something we like, oh, this is different. This is interesting. And that won't necessarily be the case 10, 20 years from now. But right now it is that new thing. Um, so I commend you for that. And I think that that's going to be helpful for people. But uh, given your. Positioning of at Message, your, your company as this leader, um, as as this really innovative way to think about messaging, it's important to give a little bit of context as to your career, almost 10 years in the field of messaging, SMS and other worlds. Can you talk a little bit about what you were doing before this and how it sets you up to launch at message?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So first let me just state the positioning dynamic really quickly, which is all the hype is about bots. When people talk about Messenger, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little more, but all the hype is about bots, which generally means someone's going to message in and the bot is going to understand what the question the person's, the user's asking, and the bot will respond to that person with a good answer. And it's just almost impossible to do that, I think, and not really the way to start. So I'm positioning at message as a product that turns messenger and messaging channels into marketing channels and so flipping it around so instead of the user asking a question and getting a response from the bot which is customer service i'm flipping it around to be marketing where the marketers are answering the marketers are asking questions like what's your email what's your zip code when would you like to schedule a call and that works much much better on the messaging channel. I'm sure we'll get into it, but that's sort of the positioning thing you mentioned. I worked for a long time, uh almost a decade like you mentioned in the SMS business. I worked for this amazing company called Mobile Commons and I started there in 2008 and Mobile Commons built SMS campaigns for a lot of nonprofits, a lot of political campaigns or a few political campaigns and government organizations health organizations some colleges and now they're doing a lot of enterprise and and business but they were a real innovator in the space of how to manage sms conversations which are different from the messaging channels but the core idea of conversations and communicating with users over messaging channels is is pretty similar
0: Makes sense. Um, I, I really want to sink our teeth into that distinction of how to use the messaging channels that you have at your disposal. And particularly for a modern brand where you're you're on Twitter, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on Snapchat, maybe WhatsApp, maybe, you know, on and on down this list. Maybe you have a little support box that comes up when people visit your website, on and on and on down this endless list of modalities of communication. Um, yeah. And it, it's hard to maybe distinguish, okay, this is a channel for marketing. This is a channel for supporting customers or customer service. This is where it may stand. And just to, to maybe dive a little bit deeper into your thinking about uh, Facebook specifically, or maybe the market at large, how you coach clients or when you talk to other entrepreneurs, what advice or perspective you really want to drive home with
1: them on that distinction? So I guess two major points is, one is I think that messaging channels, so Facebook Messenger or any of them, can be good for customer service, but I don't think it's possible or we're close to being able to do it automatically in an automated fashion, so a bot. So when Facebook Messenger platform launched in April 2016, for some reason, everybody conflated the idea of messaging as a channel with the facebook messenger platform and ai and said, Oh, this is going to be great when you can just message in and someone will automatically, res- like a system will automatically respond and tell me the answer I want to hear. But the fact that Messenger opened up a platform did not get us anywhere close to AI. It didn't advance that at all. It just opened up the platform. And so, again, conflation is probably the best word where those two don't necessarily go together. And if you think about it, even when I search Google for, Hey, Google, I have a Toyota Venza what type of oil does it get? Google gives me a thousand pages with a million results back. Sometimes it can answer it with one question, but that's Google. And so I think the first point being this conflation of being able to actually answer questions were not there on messaging channels at all. And I also think that these customer service use cases and potentially these operations use cases are not the place to start with Messenger. It's not acceptable to be able to answer 80% of the questions asked in or you know, even 90%. You have to get almost all of them or else it's a horrible experience. And so point two in, in response to your question of positioning is I only really want to talk to marketers and teach them how to use the messaging channel. Because marketers have very specific and distinct goals that they know. So how many leads did we capture? How many appointments did we set? And there's a direct process to making their goals happen via Messenger. And specifically with marketers buying Facebook ads and then routing people into Messenger to answer the questions they want to ask. It's just a no-brainer, and it works seamlessly. The other advantage to working with marketers and focusing on them is marketing has budget to test this stuff. So if you're spending $10,000, $50,000, $100,000 a month on Facebook ads, and I say, hey, let's take $2,000 or $5,000 worth of those clicks and send them into Messenger instead of sending them to the landing page, it's easy for a marketer to say, yes, let's try it and see what the results are.
0: That makes sense. And I kind of want to say it back to you and you can just help me clarify if I'm I'm on or if I'm off. But what I'm learning through this conversation and what I'm hearing from you is that there's a a real distinct difference in messaging between prompting the potential client or customer or, or whoever for responses versus responding to the questions of, the client or customer or potential customer. Is that is that really what you're saying in terms of that difference between support and marketing?
1: Yes, that's a great and succinct way to put it, and that's how I map customer service versus marketing. The marketers leading the conversation versus the customer service or ops would be responding to a conversation.
0: Awesome. So, now let's get a little bit uh, deeper into the tactics and the applications um, in terms of brands that you may be working with or or who you see doing this well, and maybe help us, you know, get a little bit more creative or informed about the possibilities of messaging as a marketing channel in terms of, you talked about collecting email addresses, you talked about collecting uh, phone numbers, but I'm sure there's a much, much deeper, richer mine to dig into. So take us a little bit, further down that line of thinking?
1: Yeah, so this is a very big idea, right? Messaging as a channel is, right now there's four billion monthly active users on the top four messaging apps, not even counting SMS. And there's 3.7 billion monthly active users on browsers. So just thinking like what's possible, messaging is already bigger than web browsers. But to, to kind of drill directly into your question, I've written this playbook to illustrate how messenger is a marketing channel and so that means it's a process right so we start somewhere and then grow bigger where we start is generally with people that are buying facebook ads and we say let's route people into messenger instead of routing them to the landing page and track the results and so in that facet it's a very controlled experiment so generally we want to drive the same kpi that the marketer would be trying to drive from a landing page so to get out of like marketing speaking jargon, if marketers you know want people to click and go to a page and give their name, email, phone number, and good day to schedule a call, that's exactly what we would ask for in the conversation. So it would say, hey, you know, what's your name? Well, we get their name from Facebook, but it'd say, hey, what's your email? What's your phone number? And when's a good time to schedule a call? And so we'd want to do apples to apples testing there. But where this goes, when you start to open conversations rather than load web pages, the defining characteristic of a conversation is response. So people will respond, whether they're telling you what you're asking for or what you're not asking for, or they're telling you something that you're not asking for, they will respond. So it just opens up the door to a lot of stuff. And kind of the next step after we're looking at conversions in script is, We're looking at engagement from messages that go off script. And so what that means is, let's say we want to get a donation for a nonprofit. We'll say, hey, what's your email? The user responds. What's your billing address? The user responds. How much would you like to donate? Reply with a dollar amount. Sometimes that user will go off script and they'll say, oh, I don't want to donate on my phone, but where's an address I can send a check? Or they'll say, I can't donate till after the first when I'm paid, or where's this money actually going? And so what we do in the platform, but it's an advantage you know, for anybody doing messaging is we can take these off script messages and look at it as a point to engage the user and answer their questions directly over, again, the strongest channel messaging. It's just a high permission channel. And it's the channel that they're already communicating with us on so it kind of levels up and allows the brand to almost do part mini focus group and part direct response in a very timely fashion and connect with the user with a a strength and a directness that just isn't available anywhere else. And that's kind of the next step of where everything's going is building these scripts, which are essentially funnels to collect data, but then being able to respond one-on-one when the person goes off script. And I mean, this absolutely delights users to get a direct um, reply to their objection or their question or their query, but still do it in the sense of a marketing conversation and a conversion.
0: And not only that, there's a speed when this is all set up properly that is otherwise uh, not accessible. So that there's there's a long, it's all relative, but a long history of email lists that. Auto segment, so you maybe answer a question, and then okay, now you're uh, in subgroup A or subgroup B or subgroup C based upon an area of interest that you've indicated or some other data that you've given us. But that's it's a slower process. You know, email is is not something that you're responding to with the same. you, you, You know, you're not getting a notification and automatically checking every new email that comes in. Some people do that, but you know, if if you're even remotely busy, you kind of set aside a time of the day to check your emails, and then you get back to whatever else you're doing. Um, this messaging, if it's done expediently, also just makes everything move faster than it otherwise could. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, potentially. So, so look, if there's like a million messages that come in that need response, it's still going to take time or someone has to do it, right? That's sort of the same as email. I'd say the distinguishing characteristic is the informality and the expected brevity of messages. You can't really write an email that's like four words long. You have to say, hello, sir, or madam, or you know whatever the salutation is, and then you have to say, thanks for being a customer, and we appreciate your business, blah, blah, blah. With a message, you say, yep, you got it right, click that button, boom, it's gone. Or you know, putting shortcuts like emojis and things like that is expected in messaging, and that makes it go much faster. You don't need approvals and things like that. You don't need the same type of templates. You can just go much quicker and process any of these off script messages. Makes sense.
0: Um, I think this is really exciting for people. I think it is, without a doubt, a part of the future of marketing and still feels really early in terms of being able to uh, initiate it and use it for your brand. I know that you have some resources for listeners um, and, and we want to make sure that people can connect with you in the digital world, Michael. So uh, what coordinates can we point people towards to dive a
1: little bit deeper and learn more about at message? Yeah. So we published a playbook. Because the idea became so big, messaging as a channel and specifically messaging as a marketing channel, it became really big and it's a deep conversation to have, which is why I reached out to the show. But we published this playbook that explains what a marketing channel is with regards to Messenger, the top four marketing use cases. And then we lay it out in a step-by-step guide so that a digital marketer can start focusing on their existing KPIs, and then build out the messaging channel in a way that it makes sense. And real quick, those steps are to launch ads that and use messaging to convert people, to respond directly to the off script messages, to build an opt-in list. Like you had mentioned earlier, you can build an opt-in list, although there are some restrictions on how that list is built on Facebook Messenger. And then the last step of the playbook is to connect all of this to social So where normally the social media marketers, um, you know, the engagement side of it, the social media is driving likes and follows and comments. Messenger is the perfect channel to drive real marketing KPIs from social engagement instead of just the likes and follows. So Facebook is building a lot of tools that take people from the Facebook social network experience into Messenger. And then from there, if you have a conversion script set up, it's really easy to say what's your email, what's your zip code, whatever information you want to collect, and driving the marketing KPIs from the social channels. So that's what the playbook is all about. People can just go to my homepage and download it. That is at message.com, and it's spelled a little weird. So it's A-T-M-S-S-G dot com.
0: Awesome. We are going to link that in the show notes, uh, along with some of Michael's social links. GoingDeepWithAaron slash podcast is the place to find that. But so that I could get a little bit smarter, uh, we wanted to run an experiment. If you want to access that playbook, I I read it before doing this interview. I learned a lot from it, and it'll just help continue to evolve your thinking about this mess- this marketing channel. Um, you can actually go to my Facebook page, Going Deep with Aaron Watson, on Facebook, and start the message. And you'll actually get to see that script in action. It's, it's uh, the early version. We're going to continue to iterate on it. But I, I think it's a, another just way to educate yourself and, and start to grok the enormity of this opportunity. So Michael, do you want to tell people a little bit more about how they can engage with that messenger?
1: Yeah, totally. So so podcasts like make a ton of sense for this as well, because you're probably listening on your phone. And when I say to you, hey, write down my website, and then when you get to a computer, go to this URL and then download it, there's friction there. So if you're listening to this on your phone, you can just open Facebook Messenger, and then search for Going Deep with Aaron Watson. That's your Facebook page. It's just on Messenger. It's a whole separate app now. And then you'll just click the get started button. The conversation automatically starts. We're going to collect your email address. We'll email you the playbook. And then we have a few other questions just relating to the podcast that are in the script so that Aaron can ask a few questions and it's a great way to connect.
0: Yeah. I, I really appreciate you setting that up, Michael. And I hope that listeners will go check it out um, and, and check out all your stuff. But uh, as we aim towards wrapping up here. I want to give you the mic one final time, Michael, to issue an actionable personal challenge for the audience.
1: Yeah. So I had one and something happened to me just earlier today. And so I've changed my personal challenge and it's a little bit of a story. So let me explain it. But I'd say if I had to put it, um, if I had to put it into a sentence, it would be like demand more of yourself and, and challenge yourself. But that's, it's really too ambiguous to be a good, um, challenge seeing that I use the word that you used on me. So, so let me tell you the story. Um, a friend, so it's this guy I used to work with. He was in a weird situation where he's starting his own thing, but he's also getting pulled, uh, recruited basically by one of his former colleagues to come work at this other thing. And he's feeling a little weird because he, he wants to do his own thing, but he's getting recruited and he has trouble saying no. And he's like worried about it. And he wants to let the other person down easy. But so I I gave him some advice and I said, look, make the other person make you a godfather offer. And and that means to say, figure out what it would take for you to give up on this dream, this company you're trying to start and go work for this other person's dream instead. And maybe that's $1.2 million. Maybe that's 50% equity. Maybe it's you know, whatever, just an amazing amount of money that would actually make it worth it for you to shift and give up your dream. And so my friend, he did that. He said, Hey, um, this is what it would take. And the person said, great, let's, let's talk about it. I can do that. And, uh, way the person came back to me and said, look, I made this an insane request and was surprised by that they came back and said, yeah, no problem. We'll figure out a way to make it work. So I I don't know how to put that succinctly, but I guess like value yourself more in some sense and kind of demand that or at least pose it to other people. Sorry, I'm going to start over a little bit and put it succinctly. And when you see a problem like this, where you're being pulled in two different directions, raise your prices, right? And figure out what the absolute best option might be the home run and just ask for that and see what happens.
0: Yeah. I, I love the notion of not underestimating your worth um, and raising your prices is a piece of advice I often give entrepreneurs, but there's an important caveat that you said in there is if you're being spread too thin, raise your prices. There's a degree of you know having the prices high enough initially and communicating to the market your value. Um, but there there's also an instance of people getting too big for their britches and not understanding yeah. where they stand. So y- y- you always have to find that balance with it, but I think that if you are ever being spread too thin, it is consistently a solution to charge more prices. Even to give an example, I have a friend who does a lot of public speaking and is trying to launch these other products, but it's just, you know, with all the engagements that he's being invited to, it's it's been hard for him to get into a rhythm and launch his product. And we gave him the advice to raise his prices. He's ended up going to less events, made more money, and now has more time to go build the other products that are going to continue to elevate his business. And that's just there's there's countless examples of that. But it often takes, at least in my experience, an outsider's perspective to give you that kick in the butt and kind of shake you out of the habits or the the value that you've perceived yourself to have over a long period of time.
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's why it's hard to put it into a sentence. But but again, my friend was looking at this as a problem. Like, I want to do this, but somebody else wants me to do this. And with a quick conversation, we turned it into like either path will be acceptable, just reframing like if you go work for this other person, you're giving up on your dream and they are paying you I, I don't know what the number is, but you know, half a million dollars a year or whatever it is that is just a lot and worth it to to kind of, you know, shift your priorities. Um, it's hard to explain, but, but yeah, I guess it's turning this like two problems into like two amazing solutions with, with kind of just one um, change in the equation.
0: Well, I love it. I think that's a unique challenge for the audience that will definitely get them thinking and get a little bit more perspective on whatever it is that they're working on. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us today.
1: Hey Aaron, thanks for having me. I loved it.
0: We just went deep with Michael Sabat. Hope everyone out there has a fantastic day. Hey, thank you so much for listening and you need, need, need to be subscribed to this show if you are not already. There is an absolute dynamite lineup of guests coming down the pipe. We have our annual reading review with Mike Dariano. We're going to nerd out on our favorite books that we read this year. Brent Bishore, the founder of of adventures and something of a celebrity in the investing and finance world is coming on as well. Many, many more. Erica Peterson from Moms Can Code, a Pittsburgh entrepreneur and innovator. There are so many good interviews coming on the pipe. You have to be subscribed so that you do not miss a single one of them. I will catch you on the next episode of Going Deep with Aaron Watson.
1: Thanks for listening. Connect
0: with Aaron on Twitter and Instagram at AaronWatson59.